Welcome to the Financial Coaches Network, a show to help financial coaches build and grow successful coaching businesses by focusing on the three pillars, getting clients, working with clients, and running the business. I'm Garrett Fulbin. Over the first four years as a coach, I grew a successful financial coaching business to over 80K in annual revenue. And I'm Joshua Escalante Troche. As a tenured professor of entrepreneurship and a consultant, during the past two decades, I've helped more than a thousand entrepreneurs start and grow their businesses. So get that pen and paper ready or open up the notes app on your phone. It's time to build your ideal financial coaching business. Welcome back to Financial Coaches Network Podcast. Emily, what are we talking about today? Today, we're going to talk about uh, prospect objections, specifically, oh, I'd love to work with you, but I need some time. And that could go two directions of, I need some time to make the decision, or uh, now's not the right time, maybe later, which okay. are separate, but connected, perhaps. Hold on to both of those so that, okay. so that I don't forget one of them. <laughs> So let's start with let's start with now is not the right time. Okay. Um, before we do that, let's take a one, take two steps back. So the the first step back is you know having sort of a framework for what it means to overcome an objection. Hmm. Because um, one of the things that that is very important in how I teach sales, what we talk about in launch, um, what got to have a lot more on sales and grow in FCN grow is, you know, overcoming objections is not the traditional view that people have of that, which is I'm going to browbeat the other person right. into acquiescing to work. I don't care if you don't have time, we're working together now. Yeah. Um, so that is so so kind of having that framework of this is about understanding why that objection is there. And then we figure out, okay, how do we address that? Right. That's that's the first sort of contextual thing that I think is important. Um and the second thing is that it's important to realize as you think about your sales process. It's important to realize that most of the objections honestly don't come from clients. Most of the time, we object to our own sales efforts, right? We and come we up with it on our that. own heads. Those of you listening yeah. to the podcast rather than watching in the Facebook group, I just tapped my own head. Yeah. And so that's another head trash. Yeah. And so that's another big thing we talk about in, in, in FCN's launch and in FCN Grow, but not something that we're going to cover today. But I think both of those are important sort of contextual things of realizing that, you know, we don't want to browbeat the other person, but also realizing that our response to that may create its own objections, which are other things that we have to work on, right? Okay. So all of that being said, <laughs> what was the first aspect of the I don't have time objective? We're going to go with now is not the right time. Okay. And so the first thing that you have to realize is number one, always assume the best intentions, right? A lot of people want to immediately try to convince the other person that it is the right time. Right? <laughs> if not now, then when? Then you're never going to do it. We got to do it now. You're exactly. Just gonna, your debt's just going to have more. 
the it's going to get bigger. Build up more. Yeah, exactly. And whether you're doing that from a sales perspective or you're doing that from a you truly want to help them perspective, you're still coming off as a very pushy salesperson that doesn't care about the other person. Right. right? And, and, and that is best and doesn't trust yeah. them. And that is not going to go well for for the sale. And if you make the sale, it's not going to go well for the relationship going in because they're they're going into the relationship kind of feeling resentment towards you. Right? Yep. Um, and so, you know, the 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 best response that you can give to that is why, right? Now that why has to be a oh, tell me about what's going on in your life. Why? <laughs> not a, oh, really? Why is it that you don't have time right now? Why is it that now is not the right time, right? So Why it, is a very dangerous question. And tone yeah. and inflection are important if you can avoid using the word why and instead say, oh, tell me more about what's going on or yeah. um, you know, something to that effect rather than why. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta and so be careful. When, yeah. And so when we, when we ask that question, then we want to listen. And we want to identify, you you want to assume that the person is not just jerking you around, right? Mm -hmm. You want to assume that the person, they have things going on in their lives. And so your first step is figuring out why is now not the right time, assuming that they're correct, right? So this is not a, you're trying to figure out what they're going to say so that you can challenge them. This is, they know their life. They are correct that now is not the right time. And you want to understand the context of why now is not the right time with the intent of agreeing with them. Mm -hmm. Now is not the right time, right? But in understanding that, it also helps you to understand what are the factors that cause it to not be the right time so that you can start having a discussion around what are the, when is it those, when are those factors going to be eliminated, right? to be able to determine when the right time is. Right. Okay. You, you want to validate now is not the right time and also stick to, I mean, as, as coaches, we probably all learned that for some clients, oh, it's not the right time can be a, this is too much to deal with. I just don't want to think about it right now. I'm just going to avoid it. And so digging into, okay, so why is now not the right time? And also let me be the accountability partner that you said you wanted by the fact that we're having a conversation. So let's figure out when that right yep. time could be. Exactly. And who knows, life could have blown up by then. We could be in another global pandemic, knock on wood, that's not going to happen for a right. while. But so maybe that wouldn't be the right time, but at least that gives you a framework for knowing, hey, this person said that six months from now might be the right time. So now I know I can reach out to them and I've gotten that permission. And I would go a step further of if they say, you know what, it's my, my kids are in school right now. They're going back to school for the first time since the pandemic. Um, really, I, I don't, you know, it's been, there's just a lot of stress going on right now. So it's not going to be until summer. Mm -hmm. I totally understand that. Um, I'm going to reach out to you once a month, just checking in and seeing how you're doing. Um, but we're not going to start working together until summer. But uh, why don't we get something on the books to have a conversation Yeah, at that time, right? So it's not just that you're going to reach out at that mm -hmm. time, but that there's some level of commitment mm -hmm. That's good. to um, restarting the conversation. Right? So they um, don't just vanish off into the ether where your emails 
maybe go opened or maybe go unopened and go exactly. non-respondent to. Yeah. Um, and you could actually, if you're using a paid version of Calendly or Acuity or some other mm -hmm. schedule software, you can actually go through it with them where you set it up the appointment and the calendar so that all of the automations happen as that time approaches. Yeah. Um, creating a much better environment for the client to remember as opposed to just hoping that they remember six months from now, mm -hmm. right? That they schedule this thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, what if they, what if you say, mm -hmm. Now is not, you know, no, now is not the right time. Okay, let's dig into that a little bit more. Tell me more about what's going on in your life. Uh, blah, blah, and they don't really have a solid answer. My guess is they'll come up with something, but how do you how do you activate that coaching side of mentally telling yourself, it sounds like maybe there's just some resistance to the idea, or they don't want to work with me and they don't want to tell me, or there's something else going on. When when they say it's not the time but you don't actually think it's the time. What are some strategies with that? Yeah, I would. So I would start with having them uh, envision that future, right? So if they say, oh, you know, I, I can't really, you know, I just have a lot going on right now, right? They don't, but they don't have any specifics. Mm -hmm. Then I say, yeah, I, you know, I totally get that. There are times in my life, like holidays, I can't add one more thing to my list during the holidays, right? So again, kind of validating them. And then saying, you know what, um, let's not worry about what's going on in your life right now that needs to get go away. When the time comes in the future that it, it is going to be right, right? Tell me about that time. What's that time going to be characterized by? So that instead of trying, and for some people, they just get overwhelmed, right? Mm -hmm. So instead of trying to force them down the road of this is what you need to, you know, you need to tell me what's going on in your right. life that's causing this problem. Instead say, you know, when you think about when you are going to have time to do it, what's that going to be like? Right? Oh, my kids will be in, out of school or, oh, well, you know, I'll have gotten my job, right? I've, I've gotten, yeah. a new job, right. Whatever it happens to be. Mm -hmm. Um. And that and reframing it in that way will oftentimes get you pretty much the same set of answers, yeah. but you'll actually get the, the specifics of the answer. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's Again, the validation is so important mm -hmm. because that I feel like by validating, I hear you that you're too busy. Great. I accept that. That immediately takes you out of the gray zone of is this person a sleazy salesperson or are they actually trying to help me they're like oh they understand i said now is it the right time and they're saying that's fine let's talk about the future <laughs> yeah and you're like oh good that just sort of brings that sense of relief for them knowing that it's not going to be one of those sales conversations that we've all had with the hard sell yeah that feels gross yeah any other questions on that half of it or are you ready to move on? I don't think so. Let's move on to the other aspect of time, which is, okay, this is cool. And I need some time to decide, which yeah. again, could tie into the now is not the right time or could be any number of other things. Yeah. yeah. So with, with that, what we want to do is we want to identify 
is this, they truly need time to, to decide, or is this a, um, an objection, mm-hmm. right? Cause they're, they're, those are two different things. Yeah. Uh, if they need time to decide, um, then it's, that's, you know, wonderful. What, um, when would be a good time to reach back out again? Mm-hmm. Right. Again, try and get that, not the commitment to the actual saying yes, but the commitment to let's, let's, when are we going to continue this conversation? Mm-hmm. And would you suggest, is that a, when should we have another meeting or is that a, when should I send you an email? How about you let me know? Okay. Right. So when would be a, when would be a good time to reach back out? Um, you know, and, and as you're thinking about these decisions, um, you know, if it's, if it's something where you just need to look at some stuff before you make a decision, I could send you an email, or if it's, you need to think about it and you're probably going to have some follow-up questions that you'd like to ask me before you make your decision, we can schedule another meeting. Um, what would be better for you? Uh, follow-up email or follow-up meeting to be able to ask more, you know, in-depth questions. Which is another way of putting yourself in the, oh, this person is letting me make choices. This feels yeah. good. Camp. Exactly. And it it means that you, even the fact that they tell you which one it is, gives you insight, right? Mm-hmm. If they, oh, no, I just need to chat with my spouse and make sure that it's okay. So shoot me an email, right? That tells you a lot versus, oh, no, I'm going to have a lot more questions. What that tells you is they're not really sure of the value. They're not really sure of the process. There's something about what you've talked about that they are still not really understanding. And part one of the reasons why they might be asking for this additional time is to reflect on what you've said to see if they can figure it out on their own. Yeah. But also realizing that when they do figure it out, that might create other questions, right? <laughs> so that, that doesn't necessarily mean that this is the case, but this might be what's happening inside their head, right? Mm-hmm. And that could, if that happens frequently, that people go, I think I'll want another meeting that might be assigned to you to go, okay, what are we covering? Well, either to go, okay, yeah, I'm totally fine having two free calls with every prospective client or to go, okay, what are we talking about in this call? Why does everybody have questions? Are the questions similar? Can I answer any of those in the initial call? Or some other way. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, Yeah. So all of these things are you know, understanding the why is more important than trying to overcome the objection in, in any of these things that we're talking about right now. Um, and, and it's because you, your job is to guide them, not to drag them. Mm. Right. Yeah. And unfortunately what we tend to see in low level sales trainings, what we tend to see in media, what we tend to see in movies, right? When we tend to see sales related. And when we, you know, go to car dealerships, right? For a whole different set of reasons, um, not the least of which is the high turnover of car salespeople. <laughs> um, but what we tend to experience with sales is the dragging side of it, yeah. as opposed to the guiding side. Um, and the important thing with regard to a guide is, you know, if you have a guide and you say, hey, I'd like to go to this type of restaurant, 
and the guy takes you there and you notice something across the street, hey, what's that going on? Maybe we should go over there. You know, the guy shouldn't say, hey, I had an itinerary already planned out and you've already made two changes, right? So we're done, right? Right. It's right. You're, you're, you're their guide, but it's your, you're their guide on their journey. Mm-hmm. And that's a really important framework to have for sales and a big part of, you know, the, the, the underlying themes of the sales trainings that I do is, is those types of ideas. Um, and it works really, really much, much better for establishing the relationship, that type of underlying framework uh, in a trust engagement, yeah. right? Which, There's no trust when you're telling people about money. There's yeah, no, no yeah. trust at all. Yeah, exactly. No. exactly. <laughs> oh, so, maybe, maybe a little bit. A little bit. That kind of the guide idea kind of reminds me of um, one of the AFCPE modules that I was studying that talked about, um, it was about values, but mm-hmm. basically the question it came down to was, are your recommendations about your values or the client's values? Because essentially it was the client doesn't want to build up savings. They just want to put every extra dollar towards debt, which many people I think would say, well, no, you need to build up savings too to prevent the debt cycle, blah, blah, blah. But the clients talked about it and they're like, no, we want to do everything towards debt. Are your recommendations based on the client's values or your values? Yeah. Your process, are you so married to your process that you're not able to deviate if the client is like, no, we just need to move over here a little bit. And then like the process overall is fine, but can we do this outside and be able to make those calls about, yes, it is okay. To not stick to my framework, to not stay in my box. Yeah, deviation yeah. is important. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else about the, I need more time? Not necessarily about I need more. Well, I guess it could be about I need more time. What if you really get the sense that, oh, I need some time to think about it or whatever is the answer is no, but I don't want to tell you face to face. Do you say something? Do you send in an email? Do you, do you somehow recognize that? Is there a way to solicit a no as opposed to just being ghosted? Because chances are, if they're going to say no, there's a decent chance they're just not going to reply to any of your emails in the future because yeah. we've all done that before. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I think this is where, so is there a way to solicit? Yes, of course there is. Without being aggressive and obnoxious. Uh, yeah, without being aggressive and obnoxious. <laughs> there is, there is. But, and we can go into that if you really want to. But yeah. I, I think the, the bigger question is, why do you want to solicit it? Right. More of the, the annoyance of the ghosting, of the reaching out, of the questioning of the, well, I, that uh, are they or aren't they? I don't think they are, but I'm still reaching out, but, but. It's more of eliminating the unknown. Yeah. Okay. So, and and this is, I I think the answer to that is just getting comfortable with rejection. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, To some degree, that's ripping the Band-Aid off. But I, I think that for some people, that could be a method of taking control of the rejection right? Which is not really about trying to get the client to go there. It's about protecting ourselves, right? Of, well, you know, you're not going to ghost me. I'm going to force you to say no, right? So you're kind of taking control. If, if there was something you were going to do as a result of getting that no, 
great. Right. If not, then if there's nothing that you're going to change in your behaviors, I don't know if there is a, a value to that. Right. Mm. Um, other than forcing the person to actually say no to reconcile with the fact that they're not going to be doing this. Right. Now, I think there's better ways of accomplishing that. Mm. Right. Um, but that would be the only possible benefit for the client. And this is where having really good systems in place. Mm. Right. Um, and this is in the beginning, not really that big of a deal of your business for your business, but as you start to build your business. And one of the reasons why Emily um, is working so hard on building out the CRM automations, customer relationship management automations within Grow, is it shouldn't cost you any more time to do the follow-up, right? whether they said yes or no, right? Whether they said, I don't know or no, right? It should be the same amount of work for you. Um, and in reality, I don't even know if someone ghosts me because I've kind of forgotten about them until they reach back out again, because all of mine are automated as well. Right. So to, to some extent, it's, you really want to identify what proactively, what specific thing am I going to do with that answer? Mm. And if it's really about you and your, what's going on in your own head, right. Then, then you need suck to suck it up buttercup. Yeah, exactly. Right. Is, is me feeling in control or getting that answer now so that I can quote unquote move on. Is that worth the, um, the potential consequences of forcing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, and the more that you have automations, um, the easier it is. Like I say, I wouldn't even, I mean, I could look it up, but, um, you know, my automations are such that I don't even know. I have a client that just started, we just started working together and she, um, she, we started talking like a year ago, like literally 12 months ago, maybe 14 months ago. Hmm. And we just started working together. So she just signed. And every once in a while, right during that 14 month, 12 month period, every once in a while, she would randomly reach out to me mm -hmm. and say, Hey, you know, um, haven't forgotten. I, I do want to work with you. So on and so forth. Um, the reality was it wasn't random. Mm. It, it was random to me in my experience, but it was because she was replying to the automations that were set up. <laughs> and so I had completely forgotten about it. She randomly yeah. reached out, and said, Hey, I haven't, and I, so I would write a personal note back and say, mm -hmm. Hey, no worries. You know, when the time is right, here are some things to consider. And then the automations ran in the background again. Mm -hmm. um, and then finally, you know, it was the timing was right. And for her, it was literally, I needed time, right? She had just a ton going on. She, the stuff that we were going to work on, she wasn't ready to do yet. She had paid me for a couple of one hour sessions mm -hmm. just to deal with some of the stuff that was happening right then and there. But if I really tried to push, the answer would have been no, because it just wasn't right for her. Right. 12 months later, it was. Yeah. And she's a lovely client. So it sounds like I, I was having a conversation with someone over the weekend about 
Um, oh, what's the term? I totally just spaced on it. Basically stuff taking up space in your brain, mental yeah. load, that kind of thing. So it sounds like just automate and then it doesn't matter if they say yes or no, because it just gives the, 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 and then either meetings with them and emails from them and info from them shows up or it doesn't. And you've moved on to the next thing and life is good. Yeah. It's, it's one of the reasons why in, in FCN grow, we have a lot of automation stuff built into it because um, your mental load is really, really important to safeguard. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of financial coaches, a lot of young business owners in general, they undervalue their time because they feel mm-hmm. like they've got more time than money. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, I won't spend on a, a, a the paid version of the calendaring system because of the fact that I, I have time so I can schedule it myself. Um, and that's a very, very, it's a, it's a recipe for not having success in your business. Is that? Yes, that would be a good podcast. That, in the yeah, that would be. Yeah. About all the reasons why that's setting you up for failure. All right. I had to jump out because there's an Alexa reminder going on, going off. It's like, we don't need that in the recording. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we've talked about that perhaps in previous episodes. Um, but it might be due for a refresh on um, mental time versus money versus, yeah, all of the, the mental load that automation can clear for you. Yeah. And and also just an episode on why coming at business from a scarcity mentality mm. is problematic. Right. I'm adding it to the list right now. All right. I think we covered things. Yeah. Yeah. If anybody has any follow-up questions, feel free to put them in the chat in the Financial Coaches Community Facebook group. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Financial Coaches Network podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe so you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. Uh, It also helps iTunes and everything else know that you liked it and suggest it to other people. And if you can think of one person, a financial coach or someone aspiring to be, who would connect with what we talked about today, share it with them as well. If you're ready to take the next step and build your successful financial coaching business, FCN has turnkey resources to help you get clients, work with clients effectively, and run your business efficiently. Head to Financial Coaches Network backslash start here or Financial Coaches Network backslash stall if you're Sean Connery. Thank you again for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Financial Coaches Network podcast.